Hey friends, welcome to the Sunny and 65 podcast. Today's episode is really just an intro get to know me episode with my dear friend, Sydney Moran. I'm absolutely honored that you'd be here. Grab some coffee, sit back, and I hope you enjoy this combo. Hello and welcome to the Sunny and 65 podcast. I am your host, Maddie Schultz, and this is the first official episode of the Sunny and 65 podcast, and I am absolutely freaking out, out of excitement. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing it, and I think that's essentially my life in a sentence. I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time, but I'm doing it. So the purpose of this podcast is pretty simple, honestly. I wanted to... First of all, just create a space to encourage others towards Jesus, to encourage others to pursue him wholeheartedly, to devote their lives to him and to illuminate his glory and give him glory in what he's doing in and through those around me. And secondly, just doing that through having conversations with friends and people in my life that the Lord is absolutely working through and giving them a space to share about it. And honestly, just sharing a ton about what he's teaching me, has taught me, and is leading me through. And I long for my whole life to be devoted to bringing him glory. So I pray that this podcast would not be any different. And also just to plain have some fun. I'm an Enneagram 7. I'm an ENFP. I am a raging extrovert. Give me all of the humans. Um, And to give you just a glimpse of some of the things that we'll probably talk about on this podcast, I made a little list. Jesus and his word, most definitely. Living on mission. Marriage, I have a sweet hubby, Alex, of three and a half years. Motherhood, books, I love reading and learning from others. Work, entrepreneurship, I love um, starting things and dreaming. Um, Purpose, spiritual rhythms and formation. Music we're loving, food we're eating, things in our home that we are making or my husband is making. And of course, Enneagram. And I really mean anything and everything and all of the things, which I am super jazzed about. So why are you starting this podcast? You may ask. Well, I absolutely love people and I love discipleship. And I had been feeling this tension slash reality of being in this current stage of motherhood that I'm in. So I have a toddler, a little two and a half year old boy named Xander Bo that I have the absolute privilege of staying home with. And I actually have one on the way, a little girl on the way, which we are so excited about, um, due in January. And the tension was that I wish I could encourage every single person I come across on Instagram or in person. I wish I could spend my days um, meeting for coffee with all the humans and encouraging them and hearing about them and pouring into them. But with one little and staying at home with him, and almost two, and God willing, uh, continuing to grow our family from there, that just isn't my current reality, and that, that's totally okay. Um, motherhood takes up a lot of my day-to-day energy and capacity, and praise the Lord, he still has given me capacity and energy to chase out some other things, um, but I was just in this tension and wrestling with wanting to still encourage people, um, and pour into them, in a different space. And I only have one child, so I can't even imagine it's just going to get crazier and more chaotic. So this past year, I've been thinking and praying about how can I still be loving people and encouraging them in their walks with Jesus and in life from afar during this season of life in motherhood with littles. 
and podcasts just kept being on my heart. So, alas, here we are, the Sunny and 65 podcast. So, today is really just um, a little bit of an intro episode, a get-to-know-me episode, and actually, I am currently joined today by one of my absolute best friends, the woman, the myth, the legend, Sydney Moran. Hey, Sid. Hey, girl. And I thought that this first episode, it may be helpful to share a little bit about myself so you know know more about who you're chatting with and hanging out with each episode. So I brought Sid on to just ask me some questions and have conversation with me. Um, She knows me pretty dang well, I would say, wouldn't you, Sid? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, from our daily conversations, I would say so. Yeah, Sid and I FaceTime weekly, if not daily, we live a state away. A little background on Sydney Moran, Sid at Sid Mo Creative Co. Shameless plug. She is amazing. She is talented. She is God-fearing. She is absolutely hysterical. She's literally a comedian. I think we laugh 90% of the time. Um, yeah. So Sid, do you want to share a little bit about our friendship story? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, pal. I'm so excited about this for you. It's going to be such a joy to listen and I'm really honored to be a part of this. So Maddie and I met when we were seniors in high school. We went to different high schools, but we met through a Christian event that we helped coordinate called The Change Movement. And from there on out, we stayed in touch when we were in college. She went to um, UNO for part of her time in college, and I went to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And then when she was in Sioux Falls, we still stayed in touch, and we really grew during that time. Her now husband played baseball, and so I went to some of the games with her and had such a fun time in that season growing in our faith, and that really grew us us closer to one another, which was really special. And then upon graduation of college, we were both planning our weddings, and we started to brainstorm an idea for a faith-based photography and lettering workshop, which is called the Common Ground Collective. We've had three of them so far, really special events Crazy. with amazing, amazing oh, women yeah. who just spur me on in my faith still to this day, mm-hmm. <laughs> group chats, yep. uh, messages, just always keeping me inspired and encouraged. Um, and so that has always been a blast. Maddie is the kind of friend who is such an activator. If you have an idea she's the first person you want to call. And as a friend, there's no greater gift to have a friend who's excited to cheer you on and spur you on in Mm -hmm. those ideas um, and lead you toward Christ in those endeavors as well. So such a gift. She read scripture. My wedding, I read scripture in her wedding. Now we're mamas enjoying this new journey Mm -hmm. together, which is such a gift. I joke with Maddie that when I started my art business after college, she is my (laughs) unpaid marketing manager because Maddie, once again, not only is she an encourager and an activator, she's the kind of person who talks about what she loves about you to other people. So I joke that 90% of my initial art sales were because they said, Maddie Schultz told me about you. And I think that really just speaks to Maddie's heart for her friends and encouraging them in um, their God-given passions and gifts. So thank you for having me, friend. I'm so excited to learn more about you through this process as well. And I'm really excited to have all of your listeners learn about what a gift you are as a mom, as a friend, Mm -hmm. as a teacher, um, and really as a follower and apprentice of Jesus. So thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Sid Mel. You're the best. It has been so sweet to see our friendship just bloom these last, gosh, four or five years and now getting to be in this stage of motherhood together and just running on mission and running towards Jesus together has just been such 
a gift, honestly. So we are currently in central Iowa at Sid's house. I drove down for the day so we could do this together. Um, and yeah, I'm thankful to be back here in good old Iowa, um, spending the day with her. Um, so yeah, I had a few of my dear friends and my husband create a list of questions they'd think you'd want to know about me since I'm off the gram for a while and I couldn't ask other people. Um, so we are basically just going to roll on through them. Sid's going to ask me them and just Sid will also be back on the podcast many, many times. So you can hear all of the wisdom and just amazingness and all the things that she has to share. So, um, I'm just going to start off with the basics about myself. If you, if we don't know each other, my name is Maddie Schultz. I am 25 years old. Wow. 25. (laughs) Um, I am from good old Ankeny, Iowa, born and raised, and then I moved to Omaha, went to school there for a couple years, transferred to another school in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I met my husband my freshman year of college at UNO. He also went there. And then after we got married, at the end of my senior year of college, we moved back to Omaha, my favorite place in the whole entire world. And now we have a sweet little two and a half year old son and another on the way and definitely planted there. I am a stay at home mama and I also do photography. I shoot primarily weddings. Um, I, my brothers, Casey and Connor and I started a business this year and a Christian apparel business called Mac and Benj. Um, so I also spent a lot of time doing that. Um, yeah, we can get started on all right questions let's party this is gonna be fun (laughs) so my dear maddie why is this podcast called sunny and 65 yeah so the podcast is called sunny and 65 because that is my ideal perfect day i feel like everyone's ideal day is sunny and 75 but mine is sunny and 65 give me that fall weather give me a sweatshirt or a long sleeve tee um and let us sit on the deck and let us go on walks and have that nice breeze. I don't want to be hot, but I don't want to be too cold. Oh, sunny and 65 is just perfect. And so that is why it's called that. That is true. Whenever I've called you and you said you've had a great day, it's often included being outside during times like that. Yeah. Got your crew neck on, maybe a scarf. If we're feeling, if there's a breeze, yep, scarf's in hand, but yes, no, that's amazing. What is your Enneagram number? I am an Enneagram seven. Um, I always joke with my dearest husband, who is a three-wing two, a.k.a. a doer and a helper, <laughs> that I'm really just here for a good time. So he's really the homemaker of the house. I'm just here for a good laugh and to chase some dreams. So, yeah, I am a seven, and it is a blessing and also a curse at times. And I'm sure we'll chat more about that in the future. So on another realm of personality tests, I thought these were so fun to find out about you. What are your top five strengths on the Clifton Strengths Finder? I'm looking up the photo I sent you. Oh, I found it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Sid at UNL, they do the, the Strengths Finder a ton, and it took me a trillion years to finally take it. I took it like a month ago. Um, I am, my first one is woo, winning others over. My second is communication. Third is positivity, four is includer, and five is activator. So, yeah. That's some, I mean, I think that kind of goes back to when I was describing you, you're the friend who's so encouraging when you're starting things or when other people are excited about trying something new. 
you're one of the first people who's spurring them on with such encouragement and authenticity in that. So that's such a gift. It's really funny. Maddie and I share a couple of the same top strengths. We're both activator positivity. So we joke when we're doing things together. We are go, go, go. And even if something goes wrong, we're like, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good. So we're, we have a good time together. We keep each other entertained in that way. Um, so I would love to know more about your family, siblings. How many do you have? Yeah. So I have, I am one of four. Um, I am the third child. I have in, uh, the oldest of us is Lexi, my sister. Um, she lives in Iowa. She choreographed show choir full time. She is absolutely amazing. She is so gifted. Um, she is lovely. Um, I have an older brother, Casey. Um, he is an engineer. He is a father of two. Um, he is a one on the Enneagram. My sister's a two on the Enneagram. Casey's a one on the Enneagram. Um, just to give you a little glimpse. Um, and then my little brother, Connor, he just passed a CPA tests, all of them. And so he's an accountant. Um, and he is a five on the Enneagram. And um, I would say him and Casey are both pretty witty and sarcastic. Lexi is too. Lexi and I are very much so the creative minds and my brothers are more the very, well, my sister's very organized too, but my brothers are very straight and narrow organized and my sister and I are more of the wild cards, if you will. Um, but love them all so much. We're all super close. Still get to see them all the time. Um, my lovely parents still live in Iowa where I'm from and yeah I have a really sweet fan bam and I love them a lot they are the best I love mm-hmm. them all okay so as we enter some more questions we're gonna have some serious yeah we're gonna have some goofy some lighthearted, some some deeper yeah so I think it'll be really fun to have the variety first and foremost really really important <laughs> how do you eat your pancakes <laughs> um well pancakes must have chocolate chips in them Okay. Peanut butter on top, syrup on top of that. Oh, well, peanut butter, then a few more chocolate chips, and then syrup. And that is the only way. Shout out Michaela Shaw for introducing me to that my freshman year of college. She changed my life. Every time I asked you how your day was in college, you said, good, I just finished pancakes. Yep, yep. That's literally, Daily guys, update. it was unhealthy. Like, at least, like one, one meal a day, at least two, maybe my freshman and sophomore year. And it showed people. But let's just let's just say it showed. But yeah, it's still so it's the college athlete. No, I. Uh, it's dangerous because once you hear about it, you can never go back. Uh, I really too, can't. I too have tried this recipe, and she's not lying. It's delightful. <laughs> Maddie, what is your favorite home DIY project you've ever done? Um, by favorite project I've ever done, um, I mean whatever project my husband's done. He is Mr. Handyman. Um, he made me a bench swing that fits a twin bed that goes on our deck and honestly life-changing so yeah everyone needs one deck hangs are the best you have one of the best decks i've ever i ever seen i have to agree so if you're ever in omaha and want to come hang on my deck particularly on a day that's sunning 65 exactly say. exactly what is your current favorite song mm, you think i would know I go, I'm one of those people that, like, absolutely beat to death a song. So, like, Same. I find it. Repeat. I'm going to beat it to death. Absolutely. And then I, like, won't be able to listen to it for a while. Yep. But then I'll come back and I'll be like, oh, like, I still love it. Yeah. Or in my dearest husband's case, um, tangent, but I, um, when I was pregnant with Xander, it was just a really 
hard time and I really latched to this song called You Came um, about Lazarus and great song you should listen to it and I think I listened to it on repeat before I had Zan it just really like carried me through and reminded me that Christ was going to show up and that he um, he never doesn't show up and alas I played it on repeat during labor and my husband still can't listen to it because it gives him a little bit of PTSD so but I I didn't probably didn't listen to it for a while um, but probably a year later it came on and I just was like tears down my face because like it's just attached to those oh moments. it's just attached to those moments yeah. and some really hard moments but like such a beautiful song right now my current song that I feel like I'm pressing play on every time I get in the car is How Great by Corin Hawthorne um, and it's basically a rendition of How Great Thou Art, How Great Thou Art. Um, and it is just absolutely beautiful. So go listen to it. But my favorite song honestly changes each week. So you'll probably hear about what favorite songs I'm listening Can't to. Can't go wrong. Magical. Yeah. What is your favorite season? I, ooh, I think I'm, I want to say. I'm a fall girl. If fall lasted longer, I'd totally be a fall girl. And I think I am. I totally agree. You know what I mean? It's so brief. It's so brief. So I'm like, I can't hang my hat on this briefness. (laughs) I'm not going to stake my life on this. So fleeting. (laughs) But I do love me some fall weather and that, again, 65 crisp weather where I'm wearing sweater and the boots are coming out. But I love the newness and the joy that comes with spring Mm. and, like, and honestly, the seasons just bring me back to Jesus and how he's working in our lives. So and, intentional and, with the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And spring just reminds me of that joy coming in the morning. Like, oh, like. Mercy's renewed. Yeah. We made it out of that long winter in the Midwest. And, <laughs> yes. And we're seeing and we're feeling the, again, 65 degrees. So, and we're, we're heading towards the warmth and the sun on our faces and not it being cloudy all the time. So. Uh, I don't know that I can choose between fall and spring, but they're both absolutely lovely in their own ways. I totally agree. The transition of those is wonderful. And especially this last year when COVID was starting at the beginning of spring, I found it powerful that the flowers were still blooming when Mm. everything felt like it had stopped. Mm. Like I thought there was something really remarkable about this last spring. Granted, I gave birth in April, so (laughs) things shifted for me during that season in general. But I think that overall it was like everything felt like it was standing still or breaking down. And yet the flowers were still blooming. Yeah. And I felt like that was a pretty clear indicator that God's still working. Yeah. He's not stopping. So That's beautiful. I totally love both of those seasons as well. I love that. Very important. Do you prefer cookie dough or cookies baked? Ooh, I think I prefer cookies baked. My husband is a cookie dough connoisseur. I kid you <laughs> not. When we first became friends, it was because he made me and my friends cookie dough and cookies like since college he's been he makes it from scratch like he's just amazing um so i love his homemade cookies with some milk Ooh, yeah baked magical what is your favorite room in your house definitely my life room so i call the front room of my house like our front living area the life room because i just love all the conversations and stuff that happens in there um i thrifted a ton of chairs for in there that my husband doesn't like but they're so cute and that's why i'm in charge and he's not um but i just love the feel in there there's no tv in there it's just a super intentional room where everyone's facing each other and all the chairs start up set up in there and i feel like so many awesome conversations have been had in there and so many life-giving conversations and i hope there's just many many more to come so i hope you get to come experience my life room sometime 
Yeah, that room has housed so many conversations between becoming moms, between planning Common Ground Collective. Yeah. There's just so much joy and hardship and so many things that we have discussed in that space. And it's just, the Holy Spirit is very present. Mm. So the life room is truly, um, truly full of life. What is your favorite place in the world? Omaha, Nebraska, hands down. Um, I absolutely love Omaha. I'm so passionate about Omaha. Some of my friends that don't live in Omaha joke that they've never like met someone that's so passionate about the town they live in but I love oh my gosh I love Omaha so much um which is funny because when Alex and I started dating my freshman year um he was like oh we're gonna live in Omaha and raise our family here and I was like um nope we will live in Ankeny we'll raise our family there I'm never living here ever again I guess because I live there currently um and then after I transferred after my sophomore year it was like the Lord did a complete flip in my heart and Omaha became my absolute favorite place ever and if you knew me you knew that and you knew that I was passionate about Omaha which um, just goes to show that he can change our heart like that and um, my dearest mama is always wanting us back to Iowa but I tell her hey if the Lord switches my heart which he can then I'll be back in Iowa but until then he totally has us in Omaha and we feel so called to Omaha and I just feel like the community is so special there. Um, believers and non-believers, I feel like people are really seeking out community and are really for each other. Um, but yeah, even especially the community of believers um, from all different churches just totally, it feels so unified there. And I love meeting Absolutely. people from different churches and different um flavors and stuff so totally I too have been so encouraged by your love of Omaha I mean just I remember hearing about it really upon college graduation as you guys were talking about where you would live after you got married and I feel like your love for Omaha speaks to your desire to lean into loving thy neighbor Mm -hmm. and what it means to understand what community is in a very real authentic sense and I think as your friend it's been so beautiful to see your love for Omaha flourish because I think your love for your home and where your home is is so evident in the way that you love thy neighbor and the way that you cherish community in a very real and honest sense. So mm. I think you are a really special example of what it means to gather people, to unify people, mm. and to speak into people that you are around in your day-to-day life. Mm. Thanks, Sid. Absolutely. What is the most encouraging thing you have heard recently? That's a good question. <laughs> What is the most... I'm like, let me go to my notes where I type in random (laughs) things I hear from different podcasts. Mm, Ooh, perfect. Jess Conley, my girl, and Sid's girl. Oh, I love love her. her. Jess, if you're listening, I'm just kidding. There's no... (laughs) There's like zero. There's negative percent chance. But Jess, if you're listening... (laughs) Oh, Jess Conley, I love her. She's been so influential in my walk. Go... Listen to her podcast. Go and tell gals. Go follow her on Instagram. She is amazing. Go read all of her books. Oh, my gosh. I, She's honestly been one of the most influential people in my walk and in my living on mission and pursuing Jesus. Ugh, I'll probably talk about her always. So just calmly, just remember that's who that is. Um, but I, rec- I had typed out from one of her podcasts I was just listening to the other day, um, and she was talking about... Um, strength from past victories um so here's a quote that she said that i typed out 
Where do I have strength today because of some of the past victories in my story that have already happened? How can I remind myself of those? How can I see your hand, God, in those and be encouraged? How can I not even just rest on the victory of the past, but press into the victory of the present and victory because you showed up for me then and I believe you're going to show up for me now. Um, And I was just super encouraged by that. And even remembering back on my own story in the last three, two and a half, three years and just some dark seasons I went through, um, that he showed up in those, in those seasons and he gave me victories over those seasons. And so I know that he is going to show up in the future when I'm suffering. I know he is going to bring me victory. And I I already have the ultimate victory, which is eternal life with him and a relationship with him. Um, so I know that I will win the war. I've already won the war because I, um, have placed my faith in Jesus, but yeah, I was just so encouraged by that quote from her, just remembering the past victories that he's given me and knowing that um, he's going to show up for mm-hmm. me in the future and every single day. So I absolutely love that. I had not listened to that one. Jess is wonderful. Ugh. I think that speaks to what song? It was a worship song I was just listening to. Uh, the same God in the va- The same God on the mountain is the same mm-hmm. God in the valley. And I think that it's really beautiful that she shared that and that you're reiterating that that the Lord has not left us alone mm. to wallow in the valley. He's there and to be encouraged by moments of deep faith and encouragement yeah. in his goodness. Yeah. What is something you are trying to work on? This could be spiritual, non-spiritual. Probably this entire last year since January, one thing um, that I've been really trying to hone in on are just my spiritual rhythms and disciplines. Um, and creating those habits so that they stick when, um, and that they're rooted when I do have this sweet little girl in January and God willing, we continue to grow our family. I feel like that's been a big thing in our house, um, really disciplining ourselves, um, in our spiritual rhythms. So for me this year, that's looked like getting up every day and obviously this will probably shift when I'm up in the middle of the night with my sweet baby in January but right now my dearest two and a half year old sleeps the night every night so I get up early every morning and I um, spend time in prayer and spend time in God's word um, allowing it to start my days and renew my mind before I even look at my phone before I even work before Zan even wakes up Um, so that's been definitely just a uh, a habit that I've that I've really put my foot in the ground like no this is a habit I want to set my life on and that's been really life-changing these last 10 months um and also I've been working on reading more I was tired of saying I'm not a reader I'm just not a reader I'm not a reader if you want to be a reader you can be a reader and so at the beginning of this year I challenged myself Um, because I want to learn from other people. Uh, I know God has things for for us to learn from other people and other books and to be encouraged and to um, learn more about his word, learn more about theology, just so many things. Um, So I got a Goodreads account. Shout out JC, um, my friend JC, who told me about Goodreads. And um, I think my goal is 16 or 17 books on the year. I think I'm at 10 right now. So I got to get going, but... Um, I've You've been busy. It's okay. Growing a child. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been really um, disciplining myself to be a reader. And I would say the last thing, I guess, trying to work on, I don't know if I'm trying to work on it, 
but probably something I'll talk about more. I am currently on month five of a six-month social media hiatus that the Lord called me to, and man, that has been life-changing, and I'm sure I'll speak on that on another podcast, but I'm super thankful he called me to that because I feel like that opened up the capacity to, no, I actually have time to read when I'm not scrolling out of habit, and I actually have time to um, do these other things that he's calling me to, so yeah. That's good. And just to speak to the fact, Maddie's the kind of friend who, when she does something, I respect her so much that I ask questions as to why. And she took a social media hiatus, and I too am currently on one, and it has been so life-giving just to the fact that she said, I think we all evaluate our time and our day without being honest with ourselves about how much our phone Mm -hmm. and technology is involved. And when we remove that factor in a healthy way, not not seeing it as evil, but just like, how can I open up my day to spend more time in the word and with Jesus. It was so evident that it was impacting you by the way you seemed just more at peace. Mm. And so it was evident that, yeah, this is a beautiful opportunity to lean into. So I just want to speak into the fact that you encouraged me to do that and Mm. I have reaped the similar benefits. Mm, And so that really speaks to though your influence over your friends that you guide them in honest ways and keep people accountable. It's a huge gift as your friend. Absolutely. Okay, what is your favorite meal and why? Oh, turkey sandwich, hands down. Give me that white bread that's bad for you. Put a lot of mayo on it, Colby Jack cheese, fresh turkey from the deli, honestly turkey from anywhere, I don't care. Cold every time. Hands down, I could live off of that meal. I do live off of that meal, quite honestly. That was my first meal that I requested after birthing my son Xander. Um, oh, I just love me a good turkey sandwich from Subway, from Jimmy John's. Honestly, I like my homemade one the best, but, oh, I love me a good turkey sandwich. You really influence that upon me as well. I feel like every time I'm over there, it's just, even when I think of FaceTiming you, I simultaneously think, should I go have a sandwich? (laughs) Great. And what was the technique you said? I asked about your mayo usage one time, and I said, what is your recipe? Do you use a little? Do you use a lot? And you said, a lotl. Oh, yeah, I do say a lot. So that that's something is, I said. That's sticking with me as well. I a always say mayo. a lot. If when I ask people if they want something, I said, you want a little or a lot. So feel free to use that. Absolutely. It's a good <laughs> it's a good measurement tool for food, for a lot of things, for everything. Absolutely. One thing besides your faith, the Bible, Jesus, of course, mm-hmm. what is one thing that you could not live without? Oh, golly, hands down my dearest husband honestly and maybe that should have been included in there too of the obvious ones but the dude is awesome he hate he would not want me to call him dude so i take (laughs) it back i'm sorry sweetie if you're listening to this i love you um alexander michael schultz is i literally would be a damsel in distress without him he calls me his little damsel half the time because i Um, I blame him for making me so dependent on him and he secretly loves it until, you know, well, I'm, I have a healthy dependence. I, you know, I, my identity is in Christ y'all. Okay. (laughs) Like I, but, oh, he does, he does everything. So he is just a servant of servants. If you've been around him, you know that he will do anything for anyone. Um, he does our laundry. He cleans, like I said before, I'm just here for a good time. He's OCD. He is organized. He is a financial advisor. He runs our money. He does it all, folks. Honestly, he would be a boss at being a stay-at-home dad, and he is an amazing dad. Oh, my gosh, Sanderbo. 
loves his gaga. He can't say his D's yet. Um, but Alexander Schultz, yeah, he's my best friend. He is hysterical. He he's truly one of a kind. So him. I remember in college you'd started dating and you sent me a video of him folding your laundry and I was like, Never <laughs> let him go. <laughs> Never let him go. Oh, and I didn't. I don't blame. That's him. the worst part of doing laundry too. It's the folding and yeah. putting it away. I could Thank throw you. stuff in the washer I can throw every anything. day. Every day, just yeah. throw it. Maybe yeah. pour, you know, whatever yes. fancy soap soap. Yeah. But I man, just want someone. If you to put want it me away. to put that away? Mm-mm. It'll sit there for seven days oh. minimum. If you if you're friends with him on Instagram, you probably know that he randomly posts photos. Well, he's off of Instagram too right now, but he once in a blue moon. Most um, of his posts are about me. Um, or like his stories and he'll post a photo of my lovely corner with all of his folded clothes and it's just piled so high and oh bless him the lord oh he is so patient lord make me like alex honestly so yeah (laughs) you guys are a very special couple it's so fun to be your friends what is your least favorite and favorite (laughs) chore least favorite chore all of them (laughs) i hate chores um, so quick fun answer. fact, quick answer, <laughs> all, um, sevens despise mundane tasks. Now it's been sweet to learn about the Enneagram because I know that is not, I don't just get to be like, Oh, sevens despise mundane tasks. That's just me. I am who I am, which I totally used to be that way. Like I am who I am, but actually the Lord's like, no, I'm changing you. I've redeemed different parts of you and I'm changing you and sanctifying you. So you're not just the way you are. I'm working on you and changing things on you. So, alas, but it was nice to be like, oh, I'm not just crazy. I actually, like, yeah, this, this is me. I despise mundane tasks. Um, but as a homemaker, as a mom, as a wife, as just a human, you got to do those sometimes. So um, I got to make them fun. I got to have some music on. It's got to be like, it's got to be a, um, a whole thing. It's got to be a thing. It's got to be a fun thing for me to do it. Um, but I guess favorite chore, it is funny though, cause I get on these random cleaning kicks, which I've been praying and pleading with the Lord to give me the heart of a homemaker these past couple months. And I totally have been seeing him shift my heart and like actually long for a clean home, a clean space for people to come into. So that's been like really sweet to see him like slowly, but surely answering that prayer. Your and... mom is just smiling ear to ear. I can just I know. Well, it. they visited a couple weeks ago. She was not impressed. <laughs> yeah, mom, you know it's true. Don't be all like... She said he's working on her heart slowly, but surely. I said though. slowly, mom. It's coming along. And also, I'm, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just that person that, like, I didn't need to impress my family. No, I'm They like, know yeah. me. Why do I need to, why do my house need to be clean? Yeah, I I'm said that to my mom once and she said, you could impress me a little. <laughs> I love your mom. I love her. My mom essentially said the same thing. She said, oh, you need help. I said, mom, the gender reveal party's outside. Nobody's going to be in here. Um, But yeah, I feel like I love my thieves cleaner. And once I get going spraying that, ooh, I'm going. So maybe just spraying my thieves cleaner. That's my favorite chore. Yeah, that's kind of your first step. I respect that. There's always kind of a a go-to and accelerator there. Absolutely. (sighs) Please describe yourself in three words. I would say outgoing gatherer I love gathering the people um and dreamer I love dreaming I feel like I'm always dreaming up something else and wanting to do it definitely outgoing gatherer and dreamer would probably be three that would describe me what is your favorite thing about being a mama 
Mm. Favorite thing about being a mama. It's just getting to see Xander grow and learn new things and pick up on new things. Like, there's just so many sweet, um, mundane moments that happen that I feel like the Lord's really, like, allowed me to appreciate and love. I would say it was so hard at first being a mom um, and just being a personality that wants to go, go, go and do all the things and see all the people. It was definitely hard shifting to, you know, staying at home. Okay, nap time's at this time. Um, Okay, he wants me to sit and play cars with him for 30 minutes. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. But I feel like really just been asking the Lord to just shift that in me and to grow to love the mundane day-to-day moments and he totally has and I just feel like a completely different person than I was even two years ago as a mom Um, but just seeing him catch on to little things and even like um, like just knowing that your intentionality matters and seeing those little two and a half year olds absorb the things that you do so like for example um whenever he has an owie or he like stubs his toe or something I kiss it and then we pray for it and I've just done that for a long time or he's only been alive two and a half years but for the last two and a half years um and probably two months ago I stubbed my heel like on a door or something we were walking inside and it was bleeding and I was just cleaning it up and he comes over oh mama owie and I'm like oh yeah he said pray I said yeah and he put his hand because I always put my hand on wherever his owie is he put his hand he said dear Jesus uh, mama owie amen and I just was like oh my goodness like you are just a little sponge and you are so surreal how much they process and listen oh my gosh absolutely so just little things like that that are really sweet that the Lord uses to encourage and be like no, keep being super intentional. Keep sitting with him in the mundane that you think is mundane, but it means everything to him that you're playing cars for 10 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a trillion things that I love about being a mama, and that'll probably be another episode in itself, but that's probably one of the top ones. Absolutely. I once heard from Jeff Bethy on their podcast. Love him. He said something along the lines of, I really want to live a boring life. Mm. And I think he was just saying it to healthily contrast the excess of achievement-oriented world that we live in. I think just the nature of the beauty of enjoying a nice day outside with your family, with loved ones, with friends. What a simple but just overwhelming gift that is. Uh, And I just think that's a wild contrast to what we're told is life-giving. So I couldn't agree more that as a very much new mom myself that there's so much joy in just simple mundane things but I think we've been convinced over time that we gotta just keep going we gotta keep going that slowness is bad and it's obviously quite the opposite but totally as you were describing Xander praying when you're injured as I class myself (laughs) if I teach Lucy to pray every time I'm injured that poor kid's gonna be like listen okay Jesus come on come on again send time today but that's just so beautiful and so sweet and it's been an honor as your friend to witness the sanctifying process of you becoming a mom. Just mm-hmm. the selflessness, the patience that ha- that you've grown in in this mm-hmm. new experience as a parent has just been so, so beautiful. Thanks, Ed. What is the first thing you thought when you saw Alex for the first time? Great smile. 
He has just a big, cheesy smile. You two are dental commercials. Oh, my goodness. It's pretty ridiculous. I know you can't even see it right now as you're listening on the podcast, friends, but she's just smiling, and it's it's ridiculous. Ridiculous in the best way. But, yeah, he has an awesome, cheesy, so sweet smile. I love it. What made you start photography? Well, I honestly, I think... Growing up, my sister was always taking photos. We were the people that, hey, put your photos on Facebook, put your photos on MySpace, you know, tag me, you know, that, you know, back when that was MySpace. the thing. MySpace. That was a nice little blast yep. to the past. So, yep, I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think I've always just loved taking photos. Um, in fifth grade, one of my closest friends, her dad was a photographer. I was like, oh, I want to be a photographer. Um, ended up getting a camera. Like, a couple years later, was saving money, and my family kind of split Habsies. It was, like, my camera, but the family camera took tons of pictures of all the random things. Our, my sister's graduation. My mom let me take my sister's senior photos at age 8th eighth, eighth grade or something. I don't know what she was thinking. But, um, and then that dream kind of faded. I didn't want to be a photographer anymore, but I still loved photos. I still took so many photos. Um... Went to college as a sports or sports broadcast major, or just broadcasting major. Decided, actually, I'm not going to like this after, like, a year of it. Switched to communications. Um, after my sophomore year, I – second half of my sophomore year, I was in a photography class just for fun because I loved photography. I was like, this will be great to actually learn about the camera I have. Um, started taking my teammates out. Shout out to all them. They were my models, my first people I took photos of, and just took – a ton of them out taking photos of them started posting them people randomly started messaging messaging me asking if I could take their photos I was like I was loving it I was like yeah like maybe I can charge some money like and um really from there the rest is history so summer after or the end of my sophomore year is really when it really started and then by the time I graduated I was doing it full time and now I'm like five years in wow I think that's pretty surreal to think about just seeing your work progress over the season of our friendship Mm -hmm. it's so cool you do such beautiful work thanks Sid what made you want to start your t-shirt business so fun story on that well first of all I'm just someone that loves t-shirts that say things on them like for a while I've just said this actually makes me think of Angie Sears I love Angie Sears so shout out Angie if you're listening um best human I know um but I always just say that I just love shirts that say things on them. Like, I'm Maddie, and I love shirts that say things on them. (laughs) And I, um, yeah, especially faith-based ones that can start conversations. Uh, So in 2018, my little brother, Connor, actually came to me um, and said, um, asked me, hey, would you want to start a Christian apparel company with me? And I was like, "Um, most definitely, yes. Like, that sounds like my dream. Like, totally. I, yeah. And, but we both kind of felt like, um, I was like, I don't feel like we're supposed to start it right now. Um, I'm in no rush. I know if the Lord wants to bring it to fruition, he will. So we just kind of sat on it, waited on it. Fast forward um, to twenty end of 2019. And I was like, Connor, you know, I'm feeling like this urge, like it's going to start soon. I have all these design ideas, like, I'm starting to figure out how we're going to do it, where we're going to sell it, all this stuff, who we're going to use to print the shirts. Um, and we came up with the name, Mac and Benj. My middle name is Mackenzie. His middle name is Benj. 
Um, super excited about it. Basically, um, we communicate very differently or he's a five and he definitely needs to internally process things. And it was kind of hard to communicate from afar in two different States, me being in Nebraska, um, him being in Iowa. And so I was like, Hey, when you come and visit me in January, mentally prepare, we are sitting down for an hour. We're going to knock some stuff out because I'm, my personality is like up. I just drew this. I just made this design. Looks good. Let's print it. Like I do that. I definitely don't need to analyze things. I'm a just up. Looks great. I look at it once. Let's go. And um, so he comes to Omaha to visit me. We're chatting about it. And basically he was like, um, you know, right now just doesn't feel like a good time for me. I'm about to start studying for my CPA exams in a couple months. And that's just going to be so busy. Um, and I basically was like, bro, listen, like, Life only gets busier after you pass your tests. Then you'll be working a full-time job. And then you'll be working a full-time job. And um, then maybe one day you'll have a family. Then you have kids. Like, uh, you will, you always, you're always busy, basically. In every season of life, everyone is always, quote, end quote, we're busy, right? Yeah. And it just keeps getting busier. You only busier. get busier. You just adjust. And, yeah, you just yeah, adjust process. to the busyness. Or, And he was like, yeah, you're so right. And I was like, what if I just start it? I get it going and then you hop back in whenever you feel like, you know, you're you're ready to hop back in. He's like, honestly, that sounds like a good idea. Good idea. Um, within the next week, I had all the samples ordered. I had the website made. I was like, boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Let's go. Um, end of February. That you are. <laughs> end of February, my family comes and visits for Xander's birthday party. And my older brother, Casey, was asking me how the company was going to work. Um, I was like, oh, we're just going to sell for like five days at a time um, and just do a few launches a year because I won't do this like full, full time, but still invest a lot of time into it, of course. Um, and I had given them their samples and you could, my older brother was just like super impressed with the business model that I chose. And when Casey's impressed, you're like, <laughs> yes, you're like, I must be doing something right. Um, so he was kind of like, kind of jokingly like, well, what if I want it? And I was like, nah, nope, like nope I I run faster by myself like no no one's getting in so over the next week actually the Lord had been pressing on my heart for a while about giving 50% of the profits away but I kind of was like pushing back on it you know I was like oh I don't know God you know this would be nice extra fun money yada 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 basically I remember the day I remember calling my one of my best friends Abby after it happened um, and I think it was a podcast or sermon I was listening to. And I just broke down crying because I knew that I was supposed to give away 50% of any profit I made. And it was like happy tears. And it was like freeing tears that it was like, no, I actually want this to be about you, God. Like yeah. I, and I, not that if he hadn't led me to give away that, that it wouldn't be, you know, and that totally. people can have businesses that totally. don't give away their money and they're not about God. And that's not what I'm saying. But I knew that he was calling me to do that. Yep. And so it was like, it made me even more excited. It was even like, it was like this freedom, like, oh my gosh, no, Mac and Benj is going to be all about you and being on mission for you, God. So anyways, the next week, my sweet little Nora Kay niece, um, it was her birthday. So we go back to Iowa. This is just a week after they were in Omaha for Zan's birthday. Um, and I'm taking pictures of them and their samples. And I'm also telling them how I'm like, God's leading me to give away 50% of the, any profits that we make. And I'm like, so excited about it. They're so excited about it. It was just a sweet conversation. Take pictures of them in the sample clothing to post, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, we drive back to Omaha Saturday night. Sunday, we're at church. I get out of church and my older brother, Casey, also middle name Benj, had texted me, I want in, period. And I remember just reading it and smiling and just like knowing like, yep, like it was like the Lord had softened my heart to that idea too of like, yeah, I'm going to need this guy on my team. And so I called him up. I FaceTime him. I'm like, hey, like, tell me why you want in on this, you know? And he was like, you know, I feel like I'm not naturally as evangelistic as you. I'm not naturally going to like share my faith, but I feel like God's wanting to grow me in that. And I feel like this is like a step that he wants me to take to proclaim the gospel. And using his strengths of kind of that structure that organization it's like this is a way I can really use it yeah he's given me to apply in this way yeah very cool and so I I was like I like got chills when he said that I was like that's super cool and that's super sweet and um I was like hey my brother is very um I don't want to say success driven but he he He's a successful guy. He's smart. He's willing yeah, to be it, objective, look yeah, at numbers, see the yeah, logistical side yes, of it. Yeah, he's not, he's not, I don't want to say he's all about money by any means, but he is definitely, yeah, he's, he's analytical. He's going to look at the margins. He's going to, and so I was like, hey, you remember that I said we're giving away like most of the money, right? So it's not like this is like, and, and we're going to get much basically. And he's like, this is not about the money for me at all. Yes, I heard, I know that what you said, like I want in and. And he was like, I feel like, like you just said, he's like, I feel like my strengths complement your strengths. We are so different from each other and good at completely opposite things. And fast forward to that conversation was in February. Our first launch was end of March. We've had three launches since then. Um, And another one coming up here in a month. I don't know if this will be out before or after it happens. But um, yeah, super sweet to be like, to see God orchestrate all of that and make it completely different than I thought it was going to be and a trillion times better. And isn't that just like so, so telling of his character? Yes. Yeah. And so I literally, even after the first launch, I'm like, God, what would I have done without Casey? Like, I legitimately don't know. He just wanted to do the back end stuff, the money, the the margins, the analytics, blah, 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 that I want nothing to do right. with. I want zero to do with that. Like nothing. Which is also why you and I make a good team too. It, when Maddie and I work together, it's so fun because she'll come up with an idea and I will either go, yes, let's go. But most of the time I'm like, okay, so let's look at a calculator really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sid is the organized. But what again. a gift to see in that situation. One, really cool that you guys are siblings. I mean, and that yeah. you have that experience with your brother slash brothers mm-hmm. and that ultimately it's so telling of how we are all given different gifts to utilize in different ways. Totally. And that's so fast forward. Well, also my brother Casey and I, it's just been sweet to see the Lord grow him and I's relationship. Totally. Learn how to communicate well, learn how to love each other well, learn how each other works. We just communicate light years better now and we get we get to and have to communicate so much more. We already were close, but just taking our relationship to that next level. And then so fast forward to actually like, was it just a month ago, maybe even less, that my little brother, he's done, he passed all the CPA exams. Um, he kind of was kind of inching and asking if he could be back in and about a month ago we like made it official and we jokingly call him our intern <laughs> we're like that's intern work no i'm just kidding it's very loving um 
But so he's now back in it too. And even just his gifts that he brings to the table of that accountant mindset and um, super analytical too. I literally have just been thinking about how, oh my gosh, God, you formed us each so differently for such a time as this. Like me and my two siblings, it's so sweet. It is a family affair, which makes it just so sweet. I trust them with my life. You can be honest with each other. Yes. There's not that pretense of... There's not... Yeah. Oh, how do I say this? Yes. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And so um, I joke, we have a group chat now, and me and my husband call it Mac and Benjamin Benj. <laughs> <laughs> Mac and Benjamin. Mac and Benjamin Benj. Um, but it's just Mac and Benj. But um, oh my gosh, this Mac and Benj has been a dream come true. I honestly am having so much fun um, the Lord is so kind to allow us to do this. I'm just like, God, what? Like, you are a father that gives good gifts. He longs for us to use our gifts and our passions. He doesn't say, you know, go do something you absolutely hate and stay there. I mean, well, we have seasons of suffering where he's calling us to be faithful where we are totally. And I also believe that he's put certain passions in our hearts that he wants us to run at and use for his glory. Um in the good of others, as Jess Conley says. Um, and so I'm just like, God, you're so sweet that this is so much fun. And um, we're just praying that it continues to bring him glory. So yeah, that's Beautiful. the story of Mac and Benj. Shameless plug at Mac and Benj. Go follow, buy our shirts. Um, Such cool stuff. Yeah. It is, I think I, it, it's been a real thrill as your friend to see you discuss this idea for years. Mm. I mean, truly years. And then to see it come to fruition. I think the whole backstory of that company speaks to the power of, once again, God's goodness and his ability to create gifts that work well together for his glory. And ultimately what comes when we're obedient to him mm. and what he's called us to do, whether that be the company overall, whether that be, I'm going to ask you to give 50% of this away yeah. and just the sheer joy that comes with that. Mm. Like I said, thank you for sharing. What is something that the Lord is teaching you right now? Hmm. I feel like in this past season, um, the Lord has been teaching me what it looks like to have full satisfaction in him hmm. and him alone. Um, I think he was showing me that I was finding satisfaction and validation elsewhere. One being Instagram um, and I think he had to take it away to show me that I was, you know, cause that's, it's hard to admit yeah. those things to ourselves. It's so easy to justify. I, yep. God, I'm pointing them to you. God, I'm this. And, um, which are, which are all good things. And he totally, um, by his grace uses it still. Um, but I think he's been teaching me, Hey, what does it look to find your validation and your satisfaction just in me alone, not from different successes, not from outside approval, not from posts. Um, but what does it look like to sit and be satisfied in my presence every single day, every moment of every day? And that's um, so good. He's still teaching me and still showing me how to do that. And the more that he's showing me that, the more I'm longing for it. Yeah. You know, which is, which I love that. Yeah. It just truly overflows. I think that in regards to Instagram, it's kind of like you said, the personal conviction that you were experiencing about it. 
I think that it's so easy to almost accidentally walk into something that's not necessarily bad, Mm -hmm. but it become an idol so quickly. Yeah. Like that can be people, that can be Instagram, that can be a job, truly anything. And I think for me as your friend, what you showed me in your humility of saying like, yeah, I've kind of created something unhealthy in this dynamic of my use Mm. of this. I think that allows everybody around you to take an honest look Mm. at stepping back and humbly saying like, what is taking my time that should not be taking my time? Mm. What do I need to remove my pride from and be honest in and grow? So I appreciate you sharing that. What's your favorite verse? I would say kind of my favorite verse slash life verse. I kind of have two. Um, John 16, 33, I feel like has been my life verse slash favorite verse for a long time, probably before I even was actually walking with the Lord. Um, well, I thought I was walking with the Lord, but, um, John 16, 33, um, this peace I give to you for in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And I always just have held tight to that one. And then I would say in the last, um, two to three years, Psalm 27, I started to memorize that last year. Is that the one that is all over your house? Like you have note cards taped up? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've memorized that verse because it's taped yeah. up at your house. Also, I'm ratchet and I just have like note cards taped everywhere in my house. Like, so that's also just me. It's good for memorization. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a great tool. Yeah. But Psalm 27, go read the whole thing. Um, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked advance against me to devour me and as my enemies and foes who will stumble and fall when an army besiege me? My heart will not fear when war break out against me. Even then I will be confident. Um, and that's just like the verse. That's, I don't even think that's half of it. Um, but just memorizing that, that's been life changing. I've dealt with a lot of fear. Um, yeah bondage to fear in my life and the Lord has broken those chains actually just this last March that's a whole nother story um but that psalm carries me through and reminds me um even when war breaks breaks out against me even when the worst possible thing comes even when um you're in the thick of the battle um I, I don't have to fear a thing um Amen. Even then, I'll be confident. So, yeah, those are definitely my favorites. What is something that you didn't expect in motherhood? It to be really freaking hard. It to be just really, 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 really hard. Honestly, I mean, I, um, I mean, it is so many things. It is beautiful. It is absolutely sanctifying. It is fun. It is lovely. And it is really, really hard. And I think I didn't know that. Maybe I was just naive. Maybe everyone, not everyone, was acting like it wasn't hard. Um, but, yeah, I think I didn't expect it to be as hard as it is. Um, but, alas, it is still wonderful. And that's probably more we'll talk about, too. Right? Totally. I'm only six months in. and Amen. Echo that. <laughs> Retweet. You bet. <sighs> How do you feel most loved? I would say that I feel most loved definitely through intentional conversation. Um, I love hearing stories about other people. That's how I get to know them. 
Um, and I also love, I'm a storyteller. I love sharing stories too. Um, and I think I also feel most loved when I'm able to freely be myself, um, in another book that Jess Connolly co-wrote, um, uh, too much or not enough. Is that what it's called? Or is that never too much? Always. We're going to butcher it. Always, always (laughs) Always too too much, much, never never enough. enough. Okay. So, um, I definitely am on the always too much side or in my own head. Feeling like you are. Yeah, feeling like I am. So I totally just appreciate when I just feel the freedom to completely be myself with people. That's when I feel just most loved. And I'm I'm pretty weird and have quirks and pretty, yeah, crazy sometimes, if you will. Um, but I just, oh, when I'm around those people that I can just literally be my weird self, my weird cackle, my, you know. Let that weird, fa- what is it? Weird flag fly? Yes. Let that weird, weird flag, flag fly. fly. That's hard to say. It really um, is. But yeah, that's probably when I feel most loved. What fills you up? I would say intentional conversation um, about Jesus, about things he's doing in your life, um, just about different people's lives in general, having intentional conversation with people, probably on my deck, probably with a hot cup of coffee with my three creamers in it. Um, Yeah, I would say that definitely fills me up. What has been one hard thing and one life-giving thing that has happened in your marriage so far? I would say the hard and life-giving thing almost intertwined to one, and that would probably be Xander. Um, So we got pregnant three weeks into marriage, actually on birth control, our sweet little miracle baby. Um, But that proved to be, I would say, a really hard thing. I mean, we were, we had a baby with, before we had our one year anniversary. Um, And, but that turned into obviously our life-giving thing is that Alex and I look back on the last two and a half years that Zan's been alive and married. So he's been alive. We've had him longer than we have been, or we've had him, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. He's been alive for over half of what we've been married, way more, like for the majority of the time. And um, we even just talk about how the Lord has just used him to mature and strengthen and sanctify our marriage and humble Mm. us and show us um, what serving him and each other in our marriage looks like. And so I just think about how like we had to lay our lives down, not just to one another, but then to a whole nother human being like so quickly. And that was really hard, but we're like, whoa, we can't imagine life any differently. And that brought our marriage closer and deeper um, than ever before. So, yeah. What type of season are you in right now? What is the Lord teaching you in this current season? I would say, um, I'm in, we are in a really sweet season right now. Xander Bo is two and a half. Um, he'll be three in February. He sleeps through the night. He naps during the day. He is so fun. I mean, a tyrant at times. I mean, you know how it is mama's. Um, but, um, we kind of have our rhythms down. And so I feel like I'm really just soaking up these last months before baby number two comes in January. Cause I know this is just a really sweet time, um, that we won't get back. Um, and so it's just been a sweet season, honestly, of no social media and, um, 
a lot of family time, a lot of intentional time, you know, life's just looked different this year. Um, and so I would say it's a sweet season and probably a season that really just preparing for, you know, whatever trial, whatever things God has for us next. So really just trying to dig deeper roots in him. Um, uh, my dearest friend Akon says, you're either in a battle or you're preparing for one. And so I definitely feel like I'm preparing for one. We've been in a sweet season, but um, yeah. I think it's evident that you experience a deep peace when you're feeling remarkably present mm. in the current season you are. I think it's very healthy to acknowledge contrasting seasons where whether that be I, I was really struggling with fear then yeah. or I just really wasn't sleeping enough or I was on my phone too much. Yeah. Like I think what comes in seasons of peace is the acknowledgement of what have I removed from my life that is making me peaceful. Yeah. So true. What are you looking forward to most with welcoming your second child into this world? Oh my goodness. Um, probably getting to see sweet baby girl and Zan. Um, just their so relationship fun. flourish. God willing, and um, yeah, to see Zan be a big brother and to have a sweet baby girl in the house. Would you say that your experience of growing closer to your siblings due to t-shirt business and other things, you know, as your brother has become a parent as well, do you feel like that adds to your excitement for you to have more kids because you're experiencing that joy with your own siblings? Totally. I mean, I have been super blessed to be super close to all of my siblings um and I test that to my lovely parents for cultivating that and so I love having our big family us all get together now and I feel like we just continue to get closer as life goes on and we get older and so yes that definitely makes me so excited to see our kiddos have siblings and those friendships that you know last truly forever if you could turn back the time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? I would definitely tell her that nothing in this world will satisfy you except Christ. And your relationship status won't satisfy you. Social media, social status, success, human approval, money, busy schedules, um, none of that will, will satisfy you. Um, so stop wasting your time seeking those fleeting things and open your Bible. Meditate and engross yourself into his word daily and let him change your heart and life. That's <laughs> definitely what I would tell. That'll preach. 18-year-old me. That's so beautiful. I mean, amen. <laughs> I feel like that's such an, an essential season of life as you're transitioning into college or kind of that yeah. post-high school season. And I wish those were things I knew as well. Yeah. When did you ask Jesus to be the savior of your life? And what was your life like before him? And what is your life like after him? I definitely will share my full testimony probably another time on a different episode. But just kind of to give the short summary. I grew up in a Christian home and I definitely thought I was following Jesus. Um, but I definitely was not. And when I officially... Um, believe that I asked Jesus to be the savior of my life, to be the Lord of my life. That was um, the spring of my junior year in college. Now, again, probably other people thought that he was, and I thought he was, but he made it very clear that I was like leading two different lives, that I said that I was following him, but really 
I was out doing whatever I wanted and living in a lot of sin. Um, so what was life like before him? Um, I mean, living in a lot of sin um, with zero repenting of it or really seeking him and living my life entirely for him. Um, and I'll go into that more too another time. But what is my life like after him? Oh, freedom. Freedom um, from fear. Freedom from insecurities. Freedom from approval. Um, my life just has this deep joy that is marked by Jesus dying on the cross for me and resurrecting from the grave. Um, dying on my behalf. Um, my life, it, I just long to bring him glory in it because he deserves all of the glory ever. Um, it's marked by true community and because of him. Yeah, just true contentment and joy. And of course, struggling. I'm human. Um, I still am a daughter of Adam and, um, but really just feeling that freedom to live entirely for him and that truly nothing else matters besides living for him, growing deeper in my relationship with him and loving people, um, intentionally to bring him glory. So, yeah. What does your pursuit of Jesus look like in the day today? Definitely being in prayer and in the word every single morning um, before my day starts and just pursuing him throughout the day, praying without ceasing throughout the day, um, filling my mind with with life-giving things um, and trying to always be aware of the things that aren't life-giving that maybe I'm filling my mind with um, and just continuing to pursue that. Yeah. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, I would say something that I can never not, I can never not get out of my head. Can never not get out of my head. Um, I heard this in a sermon in college. The pastor said, you hunger for what you feed on. Um, I think I think about that quote weekly. Um, if I'm hungering, if I'm feeding on God's word, I'm going to hunger for it more. That's what I'm going to want. If I'm feeding on social media and Instagram, um, that's what I'm going to hunger for and want to be on. And same with anything. If I'm feeding on working out, I'm probably going to want to work out more. I don't. So just shameless. <laughs> I don't work out. Hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, you hunger for what you feed on, you guys. So if you're longing to be someone that longs to be in the Word, like you're like, oh, I wish I loved to read my Bible or read it consistently, like X, Y, Z, discipline yourself. Say, I am going start. to, yeah, I'm going to get up and just read it for five minutes today. I'm going to read it for two minutes. Um, even if that starts start with once a week, like you just said, just start. You're going to start to hunger for that the more that you do it. Um, so it's not just going to magically appear. Um, you got to start feeding on his word. That's what changes you. That's what um, renews your mind and transforms you. And mm -hmm. then you'll just be hungering for it, wanting more of it. So, yeah, yeah definitely It does that. not return void. That is for yeah. sure. I think that that's one thing. I remember when we started the workshop, Common Ground Collective, and when we would converse with people, I'd hear people ask all the time, how do you know if it's 
God's influence, like if that's what God wants or if it's just what I want. I feel like people get really caught up in that question and just Mm -hmm. overthinking. And the truth is, the truth and the spirit will never contradict. Meaning, if you've been in the word and you know the heart of God because you've read about him Mm -hmm. day after day and the word is on your mind and you're experiencing the Holy Spirit alongside that, those will never contradict. So a lot of times when people are like, I wonder what God is guiding me to in this moment. If you know the heart of God and the Holy Spirit is guiding you, that's your answer. But if you're not in the word, you don't know the character of God. So it's pretty simple. It's like, well, if you're experiencing, you know, a hardship and you haven't been in the word, you're going to struggle to know what God says about those types of hardships and suffering. It's kind of like in the literal sense of if you're taking a test, you didn't read any of the study guide, you didn't you didn't go to class. Yeah. You're going to not know. You're going to struggle with what the answer is in that moment. Yeah. That's not to say that God won't provide. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that people see the Bible secondary when it is yeah. truly so primary in mm. the walk with God. That's so true. And even um, just that saying of, oh, you want to hear God speak? open his word yes if you are like oh i never really hear god speak to me he doesn't really lead me he gave us his word that is him speaking to us yes that is literally him speaking um so if that's you today you know longing to hear god speak to you or you're not really sure what direction to go immerse yourself in his word start in john Start reading today, start reading right now, and let his word renew and transform your mind and your life. Like Sid said, um, it does not return void. That's what his word tells us. His His word does not return void. So if you read it, even if it doesn't feel like it jumps out at the page at you today, it doesn't return void, and you can know and be confident that it is renewing your mind and transforming you and your life. So, yeah. What are your top three favorite memories? Ever? Ever. We mm. want them all. Oh, golly. Um, with I definitely me. have no, to just say. No, just with me. Top just with Sydney. <laughs> oh, we got some good ones. Um, I absolutely loved Alexander and I's wedding day. And honestly, mm. I'm just going to compile like the week before and the week after the honeymoon. Like, sure. And the moving back to Omaha. I'm such a homebody, so I was honestly so excited to be back home after getting married. But our wedding day was honestly just super sweet, and I love our humans, and... um, It was such a beautiful day. It was just a lot of fun, and I love my husband, and so that was just really sweet. Um, I don't know that favorite is the right word for when I had to give birth to Mm. my child, Um, but (laughs) the, the, like, him being here... And having a child is, but not the birth or the aftermath, or really the year and a half after that. But then! But now! But now! Um, but that, I mean, that was a surreal experience, whether it was, you know, whatever it was. It was surreal to have probably everyone visiting in the hospital, you included, Sid, afterwards, just my friends coming in meetings, and that was just like, whoa, like, this miracle is now entrusted to to us by God and just seeing all of our friends and family like love on Zan and still to this day that's just like probably a favorite memory um number three hmm oh I I mean this is obviously really hard just narrow down life to three memories but (laughs) I love like slow Saturday mornings with Alex and Zan yeah 
um, especially as it's getting cooler, the spring and the fall, you know, sunny and 65. Um, morning's on the deck, Zan's just playing, um, then we go for a walk or we go to a park and just quality time with my two boys. Um, I absolutely love that, so, yeah. I feel like when I've asked you what has been joy, joyful, life-giving in your week, when you haven't had something on Saturday, you've always said Saturday. Ugh, yeah. There's something about, I think, that pace that speaks to how we were created to live. So true. So I think it's very, very telling. I just, it's been really, it, I loved your answer because I think as your friend, that's so true to the way you describe your rhythm of mm-hmm. your week. If you've had Saturday free to slowly mm-hmm. enjoy the day yeah. with your two boys, yeah. soon to be another yeah. little human girl. Um, but I think that's really beautiful. Well, Maddie, last but not least, what was a challenging season you had that the Lord helped you overcome? Oh, for sure the season of pregnancy with Zan and then the year and a half after having Zan just struggling through some postpartum depression. um, The Lord literally carried me through those seasons and it's sweet to look back now and just see how much deeper my roots and just my trust is in him because of those seasons of suffering. Um, so I'm thankful for those seasons. I'm sure I'll talk more about those seasons, um, in the future, but yeah, I mean, like I talked about earlier with that song called you came like, and even Jess Connolly's quote, like he shows up every single time and he's going to continue to. So, um, yeah, he's the best. Oh, well, thank you, Sid Mel, for doing this with me. It was... Truly been an honor and a pleasure. So much fun. I held back on my weirdness a little bit. I could have done the British accent. I could have done some weird giggles, but I didn't want to scare them away. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? I'm just thankful. You bet. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to the first ever episode of the Sunny and 65 podcast. If you are still listening, probably my mom and my besties. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Please feel free to reach out always at sunnyand65podcast at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you and connect with you. Friends, go be bold and love big and we will see you next time. Bye.